Let's have some fun on the podcast today. That's right. <clears throat> Saturday. We back. Three songs. <laughs> Three songs. Three songs. Three songs. Someone's favorite podcast. Bobby yeah. Mike, it's Bobby and Mike. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby and Mike. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby and Mike. Bobby Mike, it's Bobby and Mike. I'm doing a song. Doing a song. Yes, indeed. Three Songs Podcast, episode 168, August 21st, 2021. It's been a while, Bob Nastanovich. How you doing? Yeah, really good, yeah. I'm doing fine. Just, you know, life as usual in hot August, working and, um, yeah, playing. I've been doing, seeing some live baseball, that kind of thing. Everything's good. That's good. Um, No major complaints. Mike, I understand you've been... um, I know you've been tested and you're you're COVID negative, which is a relief. But uh, you've been battling an illness, and so I, uh, I've, I've been a little under under the weather for a few days. I've got a little bit of a head cold left, so you'll hear um, kind of a bit of a rasp in my voice. Um, yeah. so. I'm a picture of ill health myself, so yeah. we'll you know we'll get along there. Yeah, that's okay. That's a, yeah. Yeah, life gets in the way. It's been a few weeks since we've done one of these, but it's good to talk to you again and. Uh, Oh, I'm excited yeah, for the songs that we've got. I mean, you're you're playing, you're playing a legend, or at least one that I know of. Two, two. You're playing yeah, two. two. I'm I'm not from. I'm only familiar with one. Um, so I'm I'm excited about the other two artists you're going to be playing, and I'm I'm playing, uh, an absolute legend, a kind of obscureish punk band, and then a current artist. So. It'll be fun. Yeah. Fun show. Well, start us off in the obscure range. Um, a band that just has popped up in the last decade in the incredible, um, incredibly productive music city of Glasgow in Scotland. This band actually, um, I don't really even know where they fit into the scene there. <clears throat> They're pretty unique um, and in terms of Glasgow. They sound like a lot of other things to me. Um, as far as I know, they only have one seven inch was a limited edition of 500 and they've only made a handful of songs. It's, um, three dudes are called the Apache sun or Apache sun. I've seen it written both ways. Chris Mitchell on vocals and guitar, Pete Bruce on the bass, David Noble on, on drums. They met in college. This is the Apache sun of, um, small label called 30th century records. And it's called club noir. Because you've taken away And your life 
That was cool. You know what I'm saying? That sounds more like, like at, at first, it sounds like it should be on Frontier Records or something. It sounds like, does not sound like it's from Scotland. No, it's it's true. It definitely has kind of like a surfy vibe, almost like a cramps very vibe. Very surfy. And either, yeah, there's um, that one vocal bit where it sounds very crampsy mm-hmm. and then and, it's and, got kind of thin white ropey and like... Um, and there's that, that moment where it does like the do-do-do-do. Do, do, yeah. do, you know, it almost like was was like that Velvet Underground. There she goes, you know. Yeah, no, I think there they she... probably like dig, dig really cool music, and they made some songs. As far as I know, they're you know just just a handful of songs out there, and that's from their. I don't even know if they're still at it, but that that was um, released in 2016 and made a year or two before that. Maybe it's a band that just like decided to be a band for a year or two, and there isn't much to go by, but. I dig that one track. How'd I mean, you uh, how'd you come across them? I came across them um, reading some article about six months ago, and I, I kind of delved. I kind of looked for more. I put them on a couple of um, playlists, um, you know, to send to people. And um, it's just what I mean. They could completely be a one hit wonder, and I don't even know to what. I, I do know that that is a sold out product, and there are none available. Um, and maybe they just like went on, you know, I think they, they're college friends. Maybe they're just kind of like being in a band was cool, but what up? You know, like, um, or maybe they're like, you know, going to be on rough trade, you know, their, their next record. I don't, I don't, I don't really know, but right. I, I just dig, I dig the track and, um, it's just, uh, remarkable that I just said, I did not sense in any way, shape or form that they were from anywhere other than like the United States. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. But it's, it's, there's this kind of like open eerie space, like not space, like as an outer space, but like they just give a lot of space to the instruments and there's kind of space to the sound that, um, that gave kind of a cool vibe. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's a very, very well recorded song. Right. Right. Definitely like, um, in some sort of nice studio and the i mean like uh, you know obviously like you know dick dale is a guy that yeah um we're both very well aware of he's like sure. he's almost corny and he's corny um he's a brilliant surf guitarist um but that ripping solo does sound like it's right out of like dick dale's playbook yeah no it was cool i dig him i mean i like dick dale like you know if like i'm at some festival it, and Dick Dale's going to play Bring It On, you know, Dick Dale, you know, he's you know, I think maybe a um, comparison might be just as far as their sound, but also as far as how it does or in this case does not fit in the kind of sound of the local bands. Um, a, a good comparison might be King Loser. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. You know. King Loser to me sounded like they were King Loser, the New Zealand band he's talking about. They were very much like, in a lot of ways, I think they were kind of like the Jennifer and Neil of New Zealand. They were, yeah, you know, yeah. It's like whereas Royal Trucks doesn't kind of fit into the, I mean, they are drag city and they're not anymore. They're right. a fat possum, but like, um, you know, nobody really sounded like them on. Nobody, I guess that's kind of a thing about drag cities. Not too many things sound like on the label but um, that's true yeah but, no the king loser was definitely 
in the, in their own little because you know New Zealand music is a sound and there's I mean I think we probably played two or three dozen bands that have that quote New Zealand sound at least um you know so yeah no the Apache Sun cool band and um I dig it you know just just about everything they've done so far is pretty cool, but that, that song stands out to me, Club Noir. I dig it. Um, yeah. Cool. Right. Thanks, man. Well, I'm going to play something from a band that was around only for a few years in the late 70s. They put out one album, a couple seven inches, including some split seven inches. Um, they're a Dutch anarcho- an- anarchist punk band called Rondos. Oops. Uh, and they yeah. put out one LP called Red Attack. Rondo's like R O N D O S, like Ray, Ray John Rondo, the great point guard. Like Ray John Rondo. If if you had Rondo's multiple Ray John Rondos, and you dropped his first name, you would have this band. Um, so they their label was King Kong Records, um, named I'm assuming. For on their first seven inch, which was a split with the Railbirds, another anarcho Dutch punk band, um, in 1979, uh, they put their song was King Kong's Penis, which I think was the inspiration for King Kong Records. So um, anyway, I'm not going to play King Kong's Penis, but I will. Thank pl- you. I will play a song from their first full length record called the uh, Red Attack. It's actually, I think, the, the first track on the album. Um, and this was... What year are you talking again? 70s or 80s? 80s. Uh, in 1980 is when the album came out, the LP. Okay. Um, and it's there, there was a reissue in 2009 that collected this album, all their singles, some live tracks, including, I think, maybe... God, it's like a late 70s version of 1-2-X-U which could very well be the first like cover of Wires 1-2-X-U, um, certainly before Minor Threat, um, certainly before a lot of the other bands that Oft covered, la- Oft co- later covered, covered that song. Um, but yeah, so that... Now, if, that you, if you were in a band and you were covering a Wire song, what song would, would you choose? Oh, God. I, I would choose probably like um, Field Day for the Sundays or something. Some One of those really well, short nice ones, yeah. you know, that, nice that choice, just... Yeah. yeah that but, would cho- I would choose Strange. Strange, yeah. Eh, more of the vibe. Um, yeah, like Medium Tempest. I yeah. love that song. There you go. Yeah. Uh, you know, later, later maybe like, I don't know, God... I could I could go on I could do a whole it's show. Tough question, Mike. It's a it, tough it is question. a tough question, and you put me on the spot. It was not one. Well, you did a great job. You pulled one right out of your um, <laughs> your uh, snotty nose. Proverbial, your, your, yeah, uh, proverbial hat. All right, here you go. This is the Rondos. Um, this is a song called "A Black and White Statement." Um, here you go. Enjoy. Cool. Thank you. 
So that's Rondos. Oh, I really enjoyed that. Contemporaries of the X, um, who, if anybody has listened to more than a few episodes of this show, they know that you and I are both huge fans of the X. Um, And, uh, you know, I'm sure they played shows together. Um, Just that, you know, also you're pretty sure that when they first formed as a band, none of them knew how to play their instruments, so they kind of learned to play as they played. Um, but it's honest and real, and the songs are good. And no, that's a, I mean, I thought the guitar playing there was very intricate. Yeah, yeah, well. Yeah. And very, very, um, again, another really nice recording. Yeah, well, the the um, some of the live stuff is a little rough. Um, even some of oh, the yeah. early they seven have inches. Big reputation for being pretty wild live. Yeah, I'm um, expecting like you to play something way harsher. No, it, it's it's not terribly it wasn't harsh. Quite young Marble Giant, is, but it was. Like, it's uh, yeah, it's it, that's a good. It's like Young Marble Giants meets the X. Um, here, well, I won't play the actual song, but I'll do. Do you want to hear the John Peel when John Peel played them on his show? This is this is on the compilation that's been reissued by, um, I guess, by the label, um, you know, by the Rondos themselves. Uh, they put out in two thousand nine, like a collection of pretty much everything they recorded, including some live stuff. Oh, that's stuff. cool that they did that. Yeah, and uh, it's a double LP. And so this I is think, thirty years after the fact, basically. Right, they, exactly. So you can still find it. I found. I actually found a copy on vinyl here in Portland. You know, two months ago. So um, savvy shopping, Mike. Yeah. Savvy shopping. Yeah. Um, so this is, uh, do you want to hear John Peel's intro to when he played them on the show? Sure. Yeah, This I, I'm not sure what year. This must have been 79, 80. This must have been 
write contemporary because he's talking about their split seven inch. So that came out in 79. Uh, so yeah, here, here. And last week I was in receipt of a most curious record from Rotterdam on the King Kong label, which featured on one side a band called the Rondos and on the other side a band called the Railbirds. And I shall play you tracks from both of these bands uh, you know, sometime eventually. A uh, very curious record, as I say, three tracks on either side. None of them actually sound Dutch, if you know them, really. I mean, what something that sounds Dutch sound like, but they don't sound Dutch. I'm going to play you the Rondos. They have a song, incidentally, called King Kong's Penis, but that's not the one I'm going to play you now, and it has nothing whatsoever to do with this, which is Russians are coming. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. <laughs> good, well, old, good old John. I think you had him introduce. Um, I, I guess we underused the word curious because um, <laughs> we could have used the word curious to describe about seventy percent of what we played. And at, least, the podcast, like, at, at least that was a go a go to word for uh, John. That uh, thanks, John. <laughs> at least, yeah. yeah. So Rondos, check them out. I think you'll dig them. Um, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna play. Some curious music from uh, one of the uh, <laughs> one of the all time legends of African music in general. Basically, yeah. I don't think that the Western world would have really been anywhere near familiar as Af- with African music without uh, King Sonny Ade. Um, he was born in '46. He's still doing, as far as I know, he's doing what he's with us. Um, and um, he got signed to Island Records in the '80s, and he's uh, he plays the juju music, you know, which is uh, the percussion of the Yoruba drums. And uh, at some point, I guess he was discovered by Island Records in the early '80s. And uh, at this point, uh, King Sonny Ade um, hooked up with a a French genius keyboard player who also who also bought the Lindrums, you know, the, the drum machines mm-hmm. and uh, to mix with the traditional African music. And it's just a marvelous album that came out on an island called Juju Music in 1982. And uh, this is him with King Sonny Ade with several other musicians, including uh, uh, Martin uh, Massonier, and it's called a uh, Sunny Tide Aria. S U N N Y T. Yeah, go ahead. Sunny T Day area. Okay.
legend, King Sonny Ade. You there, Bob? Yeah, I was having, I was grooving so much, I was having a hard time unmuting my microphone. Um, excuse me, Mike. Um, yeah, definitely one of the most influential artists in, in, in from Africa. I mean, like, they're kind of a. He was born in, you know, are you there, Mike? I am here, yeah. Which, um, yeah, where was he born? He was born, he's born in a Nigerian royalty. Um, and then he, he went to University of Lagos, and uh, that's where he sort of, you know, created it. He's just, like, live, I can't imagine. I've seen just the, the videos, like, he's just a, one of the greatest band leaders of all time. Yeah. Um, and uh, just... What's going on? But it's just I I don't know how the hell they all do it. Like uh, it's just uh, very very happy music for me. Yeah, it's it's like it sounds like a party that's trying to find its way onto a recording. Yeah, and exactly. And it's like to me that sounds like actually four different songs in under yeah. four minutes. Yeah. So you, you start off with like you know the French guy, and yeah. like I, I was imagining like that all the. Um, you know, King Sadi Adena's band, like, the, 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 I don't know whether they were sort of like laughing or grooving. Like, it just kind of brings it all together. These, like, you know, that European element, like, in the early 80s. Like, and I thought what um, my Sony A did was really cool, you know, the swooping keyboards and stuff, and, mm-hmm. you know, some, adding some sort of artificial elements to this, like, supremely, like, sort of native sounding record. Again, it's, you know, this is an area that, um, genre of music that is relatively new to me but that let's say overall groove is cool right right i'm i'm by no means an expert in any of that kind of music now watch them like find your go on the youtube and find yourself some uh live samples of, of, of watching that you can sort of see like how much of a marvel he was and it it seems like the expression is always of like a, just very of blissful you know so it's yeah. like a it's like uh, I'm thinking about trying to incorporate that. It's like uh, using that as a morning alarm. <laughs> that would be yeah. a that would be a good way to wake up. Yeah, because right now I use some sort of like beat, some sort of like, you know, let's face it, just about everything that wakes you up when you, you know, have to get up prematurely doesn't sound good. And like right. for the last six months or so, I've been using this kind of like tribal drum beat thing, and that, that's been working for me. Uh, when I was a clocker and had to get up on no sleep in the middle of the night, like I just used like the most annoying sound you could possibly come up with. Like, <laughs> right? You know to, what I mean? Like to motivate you to get up. Yeah, yeah. Almost to scare you and yeah, up. right. Like get up to turn off that noise. Exactly. You know. So what do you use? Do you do you like what's your? Um... I, I you know I kind of don't honestly like. Well, you have well, you have. You have, you have I have young kids. Live, live, I was going to say, you've got, live, you've got live alarms. I've got live alarms for the most part. You know, I mean, Rags, when Rags is with me, you know, she's often waking up at 5.30 and I'll hear her kind of messing around and making noise. And if I don't get up quickly, she will, um, you know, need to go to the restroom. Do something bad. She'll yeah. do something bad. She'll do something bad in, in the house instead of outside. So that'll get you up. It, it get gets you up. it gets me up. So, you know, I mean uh 
I don't usually need a, an alarm, to be honest. Yeah, my dog, my dog, uh, Mr. Kez, um, he actually is, um, fortunately, over the last few years of his life, has learned the command, not yet. Uh, <laughs> well, and he, not, you know, of course, he's always ready to eat at six. Not yet is a great command for a, how old's Ghost? Like five? Oh, he'll be, no, he's right. He'll be eight. Not oh, seven. okay, eight. Yeah, but even still, he's young-ish. You know, uh, well, he's a puppy. He acts like a puppy. Yeah. So yeah, not he's yet right is over here right now with a ball in his mouth. He's wondering what the hell's doing. Not he's yet is still an appropriate command for a dog like Ghost. Who's oh eight. no, 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 Ghost for is prime. Uh, yeah, Rags is late. For Rags, who's fourteen and has congestive heart failure, you know, not yet kind of doesn't work. Um, yeah. So yeah. no, you know, that's a very good point that you make, Mike, about uh, dog ownership. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to yeah, follow said, King Sunny Day for God's sake. <laughs> I'm going to follow King Sunny, a legend. King Sunny Ade. The only way I From think like... you can follow a legend like King Sunny is by a, is by following it with a legend. More legends mode. More yeah, legends. I, I, I got to end um, the show with a legend like, you know. And and absolutely. Yeah. God. Sure. Yeah. Uh So I'm going to play Gilberto Gill. Oh yeah. Uh Brazilian music legend. This is from an album, a self-titled album. He was actually backed on this record by Os Mutantes. Uh, 1968. Oh, yeah, 1968. This was um, a song called Pega. You can't, you can't talk about this guy without talking about Caetano Veloso either. Well, Caetano Veloso and Gal Costa, who I played two, two shows ago. Um, keep in mind, like, you know, it, just like King Sonny Ade in Nigeria, um, Gilberto Gill is, like, not only celebrated in his native Brazil, like, he's, like, recognized by, like, you know, the Minister of Culture. Oh, I mean, yeah. These are, like, oh, yeah. cultural giants. These aren't, like, you know, these are, like, the biggest musicians in the history of the country. So when you go from King Sonny Ade, he's, like, essentially the king of Nigerian music, you're playing... Gilberto Gill, yeah, who's the king of you know, he's basically the king of Brazilian music. So. Sure, absolutely. It's a hell of a flight. Absolutely, we're going from Lagos here. Yeah, you know, to I mean, to we're going to Salvador, we're going to Bahia, we're going to like you know, where well, the great beaches are, where the, some of the world's best beaches are. One of the things I love about uh, we can't travel anymore, so we're going to do it Brazilian day. music and Gilbert Gilbert. Gilberto Gill in particular is like you said all this collaboration um he's collaborated with Os Mutantes he's collaborated with Ketana Veloso Gal Costa Jorge Ben you know and that's just in the first few years of him recording like I love that it was this and maybe I'm just imagining it and uh idealizing it but i'm imagining some sort of like early late 60s early 70s environment where these brazilian musicians were just openly collaborating and recording music together and recording their songs and just this fruitful environment of making incredible music well in this guy's case uh, gilberto he was at it when he was like a toddler 
Yeah, and so I love that and, and, he uh, Magic King Sunny all day, same thing. Also, also loved his, his mother was like a church organist. I mean, like his first album came out in '67, and then after that, in '68, he he put out this album that I'm gonna play a song from, and that was self titled. He put out another self-titled record in 69 and then another self-titled record in 1971. So he had put out three self-titled records in a row. Um, what are you going to put out your self-titled album? <laughs> I don't know. I will, I'll work on that. I'll get back to you. So here you go. <laughs> Pega Avoga Cabuelo by Gilberto Gil backed with Os Mutantes. Uh, you know, similar to this King Sunny Ade song, this to me just sounds like a party on a recording. Fantastic. That's yeah. It, yeah. So here you go. Enjoy. World beat. Pega a voga cabeludo, que eu não sou cascudo. Tenho muito estudo pra fazer minha embolada. Canapá bucada, não me falta nada, eu tenho tudo. Pega a voga cabeludo, que eu não sou cascudo. Tenho muito estudo pra fazer minha embolada. Canapá bucada, não me falta nada, eu tenho tudo. Que não pinta, fica feia Tem uma barca que no dia de fusaca fica cheia E a mulata que tem ouro, que tem prata, que tem tudo É quem grita, pega a voga, pega a voga, cabeludo Bem, 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 Pega a voga cabeludo, que eu não sou cascudo. 
one of those songs that when I hear it, I can't help but smile. Yeah, it's pure joy. It is. It's, it's King Sunny Day. But like, you know, <laughs> absolutely. It's, 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 uh, so King Sunny Day is born in 46, and um, and Gilberto is born in 42. And they both come from countries, Nigeria and Brazil, with rich musical heritage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, in and the and an interesting aspect of Gilberto is he was also you're the, yeah, the ghost is at it. Ghost is ghost going wild. Yeah, yeah. Ghost. Well, he's not going wild. He, he got excited. That 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 yeah, song yeah, excited summertime. him. It's, yeah, he likes summertime party music. Yeah. And um, but uh, very similar to the artist that I'm going to play next, um, he and Caetano Veloso were both kicked out of the country in the sixties because of a military mm. regime in Brazil yeah. took over and right. viewed them as a threat. So, right. Uh, Do you, Gilberto moved to London and then he, re- for a few years, then he re- returned to Bahia when it was safe. And, and, um, you know, he's a politician. And, yeah. And, uh, I mean, he is, uh, I, I can't imagine what an interview with him would be like about Brazil these days. Just, just um, a beautiful musician too. And do you mind if I play I I another if, song? I wonder if that now that guitar on that was just fantastic. And I know he is a guitarist. I wonder if that was him. I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. But I, I actually, I if you don't mind, I wanted to play another song that actually I wanted to play because I love the guitar so much. Um, and yeah. I think the guitar on the one that I'm going to play next is by Lanny Gordon, mm-hmm. um, but I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure because yeah, I think well, just... you're you're right. He does play guitar, so it's you know some some of these credits are a little they're a little loose, fast and loose. Um, but this is from a 1972 release called Expresso 2222, which. Um, tr- like little trivia point here. 
the right. first house I lived at was twenty two twenty twenty two twenty two Prosser Avenue. Mm. Yeah, so. I know a great guy named Eddie Prosser. Yeah, so um, I think I've mentioned PR it on the show before, but but twenty two twenty two Prosser Avenue is where I first lived, and then. A block and a half away on Prosser Avenue, 23-something or other, uh, is where Kim Gordon grew up. There you go. Prosser Avenue. So I, I, you know, she may, she's a little older than me. She may have moved away right as I was born. We may have spent a few years together, a couple years together where we were a block and a half away. Hard to say. Have you ever met Kim? Did you ever meet I have. Her? I have. Yeah. She's she's nice, um, but, you know, she was a little skeptical of me because she didn't know who I was. What? You and you and the rest of us. <laughs> um, Deservedly so. That's right. All right. Here we go. Um, Gilberto uh, from Expresso 2222. This is actually one that that has vocals from Gal Costa, who I played a couple episodes ago. It's called Sai Do Sereno. Um, beautiful, beautiful guitar playing on this one. And some Fantastic. beautiful percussion as well. Enjoy. Mike Hogan on the double. Three songs by. Thank you. 
That's a great choice. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to hear that again. Yeah. Thanks. I, I, yeah. You Make can, sure you text me that one. I, I will text you that one. You can play it again. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, don't play it again now. You know, I won't. Good. I won't. But, but if I, if like, you remember the premise of the show is like we were hanging out. Yeah. And you, you and I were drinking I, beers. I, so I like would drop the needle too. back and we, yeah. I, I was, We'd let yeah, it roll. Yeah, that's like, you know, because like sure. that's the original premise of the show. It's like, for sure. You and I are hanging out. Yeah. Like, I brought over 10 records. You brought that's over 10 right. records. You're going to play each other a handful of songs. I'd be like, go ahead and play that one again, Mike. I enjoyed that. <laughs> let me let me actually write that down, please. Um, anyways, uh, back to my point from a few minutes ago uh, Nigeria and, and Brazil are, are musical countries. Um, yeah, I don't think that for I don't sure. think that, that South Korea is or Korea general. Um, and um, I'm going to take us back to a guy that's still with us, thank God. He was born in 38, so uh, King Sonny Ade in 46 and, and Gilberto Gill in, in 42. This is um, the godfather of Korean rock. And uh, he's from Seoul. Um, somehow in the mid to late 50s, he happened upon a Fender guitar. Not much musical background at all. Um, I don't even know how they got records, but unlike the countries where the previous two gentlemen were raised, um, music was limited. I mean, I'm personally completely unfamiliar with traditional Korean music, although I'm sure there is some Um it's not bossa nova or, you know, <laughs> uh, so this guy, um, blows my mind. His name is, a uh, uh, Shin, Shin Young Hyun. Uh, there's a number of different ways to spell it. S H I N J U N G hyphen H Y E O N is how he's officially recognized, but he's, he's the Korean godfather of rock. And, um, he put out his first record. Um, actually with a, like a cover of Green Onions on it, you know, stuff like that it, in 1958. And uh, there are so few copies of it um, around that uh, one of them sold for $10 million. Holy uh, shit. Which is mind-blowing. Yeah. And uh, this is a guy that was jailed and tortured for years when the, the military dictatorship uh, led by a some prick I imagine named Park Chunk he uh, took over and like uh, fortunately he's still with us but he obviously was making music um, always like in protected situations and so he's and when he had the chance to record he recorded a lot of music a lot of music by himself he collaborated with people and um, he made some am amazing music in the early 70s with a backup band um, called uh, Yup Junes, uh, Y U P J U N S, and uh, 
there's a few albums and stuff. I managed to get one, which was fantastic, but the, and I love it. Um, and this is kind of a longer one, but uh, it, sh- it shows sort of um, how there weren't a lot of musical influences in this country and that it's completely traced from American music. And this is a song that was released in the early 70s called I Think There Was Someone Else uh, by Shinyang Hyun and, and Yup Chuns. Yeah. 
Was cool. Yeah, man. Um, you know, they he's like he's generally considered like the Elvis Presley of, of Korean rock, but he's, he's really more like the Jimi Hendrix. Um Yeah, and there's there was a lot of space to that. Like it was very open. It was Oh dude, you need to listen to more to that. It man. was like uh I don't know if you have got it in front of you. Um uh do you have it in front of you? Yeah, sure. What do you What do you got? You want to play? Want me to play another one? Yeah, play play. Um, let me look. play. I don't have play. Beautiful woman. Beautiful woman. Okay, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, 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 
Yeah, see, beautiful. Like, I think the difference between that and a lot of American rock is American rock tends to be heavy and fill all the spaces. And that has a lot of space for the music to kind of just breathe. And it almost feels like a precursor, less less like a Hendrix song and a precursor to a tortoise song. No, I see where see we're going there. Um, you know, basically in his case, like somehow give a Korean kid in the fifties a Gibson SG. Yeah, and like you know, keep in mind, like in his, I'm sorry, no, no it was like it was the what's the Fender rip? Oh, it's like the Fender, like he's like he's recognized by Fender as like one of the greatest players ever of, of Fender guitars, and like um, he made an appearance. So like a Strat. Uh, it looks more like an SG, like what he's usually photographed with. Um, just whatever, give a kid a badass electric guitar. But like, and um, you know, he got he made this one record called um, "Beautiful Rivers and Mountains." That's what got him into trouble, and that was just him celebrating how beautiful you know Korea is, and uh, where I've never been. But um, right. and that got him in trouble with the military dictatorship in a similar fashion to Gilberto Gil. But like. Um, He's just like everything that's come after him. He's like the source in Korea, you know. And uh, but just yeah, I know what you're saying. It's just uh, it is pure. And like it's like this openness, uh, like the sound, like the space of it is broad. He's not filling. There's or, no excess. Yeah, the band is not filling every moment with sound. There's there's space in there, you know, which is cool. Uh, I think you'll dig it. Is you get into? I like it. Young, uh, I I, I like the I like the two songs you played. I'm I'm already a fan, so yeah. thank you. Yeah, I figured you dig. I figured you dig dig that. Appreciate uh, appreciate it. Thanks for the heads up. There's I, more there too. Like in the older stuff, is like sounds older. Like you know when he was like, and again, like I don't know what his access was to music from the Western world, but like. He obviously was exposed to some of the heavy rock in the 60s and 70s that was going on and, like, put his own twist on it. Right. But, like, um, right. who knows? That's cool. Uh, I dig it. Guy's still with us, man. He'd That's... be, like, um, what is he now? He would be, like, uh, 82 now. Wow. 82. Yeah. Hanging in there. He actually appeared at the Hollywood Bowl somewhat unexpectedly like in around 2010 um which i can't believe that i would have shared the same stage with him in the same year but i did <laughs> um and uh well much love to him there was referred to like the uh, most glorious performance in the history of uh, the hollywood bowl but <laughs> i guarantee that he worked his magic much love to him and yeah that's that's cool you know, you shared a stage with the man, even if you weren't on the stage at the same time. Well, thank God for thank God for Shin Young there. You know, <laughs> who would have been like, you know, he, I'm sure he would have had a right laugh looking over at me with a tambourine and you know whatever. Um, all right. Well, I'm not sure I can follow that completely, but I'm going to try with a current artist who put out an album earlier this year. And she goes by the name of Squirrel Flower. Um, her real given name is Emma. Uh, sorry, Ella Williams. Um, she's yeah, we put, love our Emmas. We love our Emmas. Yeah, I have an Aunt Ella. She she's she's an Ella. 
Yeah, I have more Ella's in my family than I do Emma's. Um, so she's put out a few albums. This, I believe, is her fourth L- LP. Came out earlier this year. It's called Planet I. Planet One. I don't know. She's born in Massachusetts. It says in 2014 she moved to Iowa. Okay, so she may be local. Um, but yeah, she's. I, man, she I, is. She's keeping a low profile. From from <laughs> my knowledge, she was. Uh, she's from Massachusetts, Boston area. Um, this album's, you know, it's it's still available. There's, I I'm looking at it right now on her Bandcamp page. The first L, uh, first pressing of her LP, Planet I, Planet One, um, edition of 400. There's 10 copies available. So if you're listening within, snap it up. The Apache Sun Seven is gone. <laughs> exactly. If you're listening close <laughs> enough to when we're talking about this, okay, you can actually buy a copy. Um, but yeah, he, he, here you go. This is a song from that record. Uh, I'll play Flames and Flat Tires, uh, Squirrel Flower. Here you go. Cool. Started, but I'll get fixed up soon. 
So yeah, maybe she lives in Iowa. Maybe she's from Boston, but that was recorded in Bristol. Bristol, Connecticut? Bristol, England. Bristol, England. Yeah. Okay, so she's worked away from... Oh, that's a good move, going from Iowa to Bristol. Because <laughs> when you're in Iowa, especially if you're out in the hinterlands, you're living amongst like um, pro-life and and um, anti... and solve your meth problem billboards. Okay. And they're where they, they offer red redneck limo rides and wobbly wagon rides. And... Um, I really don't know what's going on out there. I, I drove to see my nephews starting law school in a few days in St. Louis. So I drove back and like you drive through like Mark Twain country and stuff like that. It's rather frightening. Yeah. And I'm uh, sure. basically they're like they're making meth babies in droves. Oof. Uh, not 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 fun. But uh but yeah, so that was Squirrel Flower. Yeah, Squirrel Flower's great. Hope you like that. And, 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 and Ella, if you're here in Iowa, then like, uh, you know, come on over and have a burger. The other night, Whit and I were supposed to have a dinner out. party, with, you know, two couples, and they both canceled, and we'd made like food for 10 people. Hang out with Bob. Shit, man, if I were around, I would have come over. Oh, yeah. Except no, I would have been sick. <laughs> the last yeah, few that's days okay. No, no, we sit outside on the deck. You know, it's a yeah. big deck, and... Yeah. and um, you could add your burger 12, 15 feet away from everybody else. Yeah, everybody would have been cool. You know. Yeah, I guess fair enough. But I, you know, I, at that point, I didn't know I was negative for COVID. So. Yeah, then you would have stayed at home, of course. But thank God you're negative for COVID. That's, uh, That's right. Yeah, and you'll get over your cold. It sounds like you're on the way out. You sound pretty smooth tonight. To me, I so. am, you know, doing doing my best, getting there. Yeah, don't blow the turn like your Philly did today, Sassy Bell. Don't That's blow right. the turn, don't mate. Don't blow the yeah. turn. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, yeah, if- as always, my man, a total pleasure. Yeah. Uh, you exposed me some to some amazing music, and I have a little homework to do. And I just, you know, always love talking to you, so... Thank yeah, you. my pleasure. I'll talk to you soon. Yeah, for sure. Be well. Yeah, we'll do we'll do we'll, we'll do uh, more episodes in the coming days. We yeah, maybe awful busy. Maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. We got we got some stuff coming up, but we could try and squeeze one in. Yeah, whenever you know. Yeah. All right. Is that, I don't think anybody's been clamoring for three songs, Bob. But if they have, thank you. And um, <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone out there. I appreciate it. Yeah. Look after yourselves. We love you. We really do. Yeah, yeah. thanks very much. All right. Have and a great night, Michael. I love you too, Bob.